We all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I really know. know. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. F9. Oh, good. Any other choice than remember the Titans being number one? I'm curious. <laughs> I'm boiling oh. mine, but well, let's let's see. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good. good I'm question, not even Brian. talking. <laughs> you shouldn't be talking at this point. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to Apocalypse Movies and Apocalypse Now, our movie hangout show here at Apocalypse Movies. Look who's back in the hosting chair for another time. It's me, Jacob Bartley. I'm here to host again. It's been a while. I, I kind of missed it, but I'm excited. Uh, and I'm excited to get back to it. Um, I'll go ahead and introduce the crew, but we got some fun stuff to talk about. Apparently, it's an MCU show today. Um, we're going to talk the lo- new Loki Season 2 trailer. And we're also going to do a spoiler review for Secret Invasion, the Disney Plus uh, show um, takes place in the MCU. But first, I'll go ahead and introduce the rest of the panel here. We got Gio in the house. What's going on, Gio? Literally in the house. I'm in the next room right there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, just been really, really busy since our uh, last show. And even that one was busy cramming half a Barbie and Oppenheimer into a day and then jumping on. And then the time in between has just been, you know, spending a lot of money, packing, getting my apartment ready to move out and gonna fly out to seattle tomorrow for the first time and be there for three months so hopefully my audio and visuals are good because this new device that i have is going to be what i'll be using when i'm in these hotel rooms and i guess i should be even more concerned about the hotel wi-fi and making sure you know that because that's the thing that matters but all in all it's it's exciting times and uh yeah just happy to be here and make some time to do this that's awesome man no things are definitely changing but i will say i mean for your new for a new laptop it looks pretty good sounds pretty good it's not bad at all i'm actually on a laptop as well but uh, i won't say what laptop i'm on not probably shouldn't be using it for this um brian evolacino <laughs> um, exactly how you doing talking. man i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> uh i'm good <laughs> I am freaking tired from work, and it's only been day two. I'm ready for the weekend. <laughs> the school hey, year just started. I know. Exactly. Not, not anything bad. It's, it hasn't been bad. I'm just, like, going from not having to do a single thing all day to, like, running around like a crazy person nonstop for eight hours it's like okay yeah. now i remember hey, congratulations Absolutely. by the way um you know I, I saw your uh social media with your first uh your first day at school and you had all the marvel characters up there it looked dope man yeah they moved me to a different classroom which again I, yes they do it to me to only me Hey, but not even, not every year, like multiple times a year. (laughs) Yeah. This is like my sixth or seventh classroom. Um, But yeah, it's a good little space. I get uh, control of my own air conditioning, which is like, wow, that's unheard of out of school. I know. And it's, it's the greatest thing in the whole entire world. I keep my room in the 60s and it's amazing um see the things we get excited about as we get older you know it's just like oh, i man. was dreading the classroom because it's actually connected to jacob's side and do you know where i am no i don't know where I'm are in, you i'm in the I'm oh you're in the, the room on the far right side at the end of the first hallway yep what oh, I, i'm, I'm not one yeah, so basically my room is connected to Jacob's side of the school. Um, 
like the other wall for me. But that is, class shouldn't be too bad. The one next door. No, to you. thank yeah. God. It's uh, not. It's third grade. They're they're pretty chill. Yeah. So and the teacher's super nice. So um, yeah. No, I'm connected to a third grade classroom. It seems good so far. Uh, room's looking good. Making it how I want it to look. And how are the kids though? So I'm kind of in a <laughs> unique situation in the sense of when I ended the school year, I had seventh grade. And then when I start the new school year, I have eighth grade. So the kids I left are the kids I'm coming back to. Mm. They moved up a grade. So it's really just basically kind of like a long break that they're coming back from. Okay. So for me, it's fine. Cause I already know all their names, all their behavior, how, who's all that stuff. So like, I'm like coasting for the most part with like getting to know the kids. Like they're all doing, uh, all the teachers and stuff are doing their like get to know yous and stuff. And I'm just like, just don't bug me for the next hour. Yeah. That's interesting. I, you know, my school kind of does that. They, they'll have the, the fourth grade teachers will become the fifth grade teachers the next year. And then the fifth grade teachers will go down to fourth and they keep doing that every year. So oh, that's the kids stay with the same teacher for two full years, which is kind of cool. Like oh, I, I never heard of that before, but it, it makes things a lot easier for, cause it's really hard, you know, taking in a brand new fifth grade class. So like, yeah, yeah. That's, it makes things really easy. Where, um, are yeah. you in a classroom? I've yet to see you. No, I don't really have an area wherever I can find wherever I can like find a place because I actually have to do like a lot of computer work and like interviews and stuff. And like I just have to find like an, a decent place to do that stuff. But I'm mainly in the office. I know. Right. I should. I'm mainly in the office in the cafeteria area just like because that's where the after school care office is. And I primarily work with them. But in, yeah, I work at the same school. Brian does it on the on the elementary school side and Brian, it's been a wild two days. It's been a crazy wild two days, but Hey, I'm just glad to have work. So I cannot complain. I'm just glad yeah, to have work. So you're full time with benefits now. Hey, hey, don't, don't tell everyone my personal business. No, but, but no, no it's, it's definitely like, yeah, I'm in a good place. So I'm, I'm like ready to like, just do the best that I can, but but yeah, no, we got some cool stuff to talk about today. Obviously, uh, we're going to talk secret invasion. That's the main topic today. But before that, we got something else in the MCU, and that is the trailer for Loki season two. And obviously, there's a lot of things that uh, revolve around this show. We had um, we have the King situation. Jonathan Majors and like a lot Yo, of people, you can hear every single thing. A lot of people know what's going on, and uh, so so I don't know if we need to talk. We don't really need to talk about Jonathan Majors that much in this in this discussion, but we can definitely talk about Loki season two and how we're anticipating the show based on this trailer. And I want to go to you first, Brian. Um, you, I forget how you felt about Loki season one. Was it? up there for you and how did you feel about this new trailer i i mean i really enjoyed loki i don't know it wasn't like i don't know if i loved it as much it as had it, up, it, it had its ups and downs i would say yeah like people nah. a lot of people regard it as like the best one or second best one and i i'm not it's in the middle, higher yeah. middle. So, but I don't know. It's, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, how many have, how many have there been? Like nine? How, how many what? TV shows have we had so far? Um, are you including the special presentations? No. Okay, so for about seven, I think. Seven? Could be wrong about that. So we have, okay, so we have Secret Invasion, Miss Marvel, Loki, Moon Knight, Hulk, WandaVision, 
Hawkeye, and What If. So there's eight. Oh, nine yeah. Secret Invasion? Can I just not count? Who am I forgetting? Oh, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So oh, okay. okay. Um, I would put Loki, honestly, anywhere between, I'd go maybe like three, four, five. No, four, four or five. Because I, I definitely liked Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and WandaVision more than Loki. So somewhere, it literally sits right in the middle for me. So, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there about with you. But, uh, but yeah, we got this new trailer, man. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it looked good. I mean, um, it definitely looks like the walls are starting to kind of like crumble. Uh, things are starting to go a little haywire. Um, I'm kind of curious what is going on. Like, clearly he's all glitchy and whatnot, so I'm kind of interested to see, like, how that plays into things. Um... Because he's kind of operating in his own little pocket in the MCU. Like, he's not... Like, it almost kind of feels like everyone else's, like, main timeline story is here, and he's kind of just, like, under it. Like, kind of... Well, the TVA doesn't take place in anywhere, like, any real space or time, right? It's something like that. Yeah, they kind of... They operate outside of space and time, but... um, Yeah, so I, I'm curious to see how this works, mainly. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of with you. Um, I, I mean, I thought the trailer itself was well made, honestly, but um, I don't really have a sense of what's going on in in season two necessarily, other than like, oh, there's this big threat, Kang, and that we kind of already met in in Ant-Man and Quantumania, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So, so I'm curious to see where that goes. But Gio, before I talk more about it, what did you think about the trailer itself uh, for Loki season two? Um, I'm very curious to see it. I don't know if I can use the word excitement when it comes to MCU anymore, because now they're starting to get go down a path that has me worried as a fan of the MCU since the, the, the very beginning, I just, um, I'm ready to see this multiverse finally break and, you know, give us something that's been promised since WandaVision, since multiverse of madness, Loki and whatnot. It's like, I, I just, I feel like more could be done with the multiverse saga and maybe, maybe I'm a little bit too early, but we've already gone through one phase and we're into another one. But as far as this series is concerned, being a, a bigger fan than most people of that first season, I am excited to go back into this world and revisit the adventures of Loki and uh, uh, Mobius and, you know, see how Loki's relationship with Sylvie, if anything, has been impacted since she's the one who drew the knife and stuck it or the sword into he who remains and kind of broke this whole thing, uh, sort of. And um, Jonathan Majors, like I, 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 I know we're not going to get too much into it, but oh, I, I mean, say, we can still talk about Kang and and all that. Absolutely. But what I what I will say though is, those of you who are fans of Jonathan Majors and have been following the the legal stuff that he's going through, um, you just you have a reason to be happy and excited for Jonathan Majors. Um, I, I think he's going to remain and marvel's kind of been playing their cards close to keeping it close to their chest which they should you know they got to keep all options open but based on recent developments it's looking very good for him 
And that's great because he is the guy for this multiverse saga, right? Like it all revolves around the Kang character and the council of Kangs and, you know, where season one left off with that huge cliffhanger where we thought everything was okay. And then Loki looks and he sees a statue of Kang and realizes things are going exactly as he who remained promised. So I am looking forward to seeing what happens and uh, hopefully we get more answers as this universe uh, continues through its uh, saga. Yeah, no, for sure. This show itself like brings up a lot of questions like, cause it's, it, it, it was kind of, I mean, it literally was, if I'm not mistaken, it was an introduction. I mean, it was he who remains, right? But it was Jonathan Majors playing the, the character who's essentially a variant of Kang. So this was the introduction to his character. We got a lot of him in Quantumania. And like, but the thing is, they're different versions. So like, just because we got, you know, we saw him twice doesn't mean those things built upon each other necessarily. I mean, the overall king story going on it built upon but it's not like we saw the same character the same exact character in consecutive uh, appearances so it does uh, ask more questions than it answers kind of this trailer does like it doesn't give us any solutions from season one just opens a lot more possibilities for season two but i will say that regardless of all of the complexities of the multiverse and the king storyline and all that i honestly i love the loki character so much and i love tom hiddleston in the role and i've been a huge fan of him ever since thor the first thor movie right and while i would have been okay like if he the character stayed dead after um after infinity war because i thought it was a, a like an amazing impactful death um, I would have been okay with that. And he had a such, he had a long run, great character. They, they probably should have kept him dead after that, but they bring him back, find a way. And I just want to go back and hang out with this character again, hang out with him and Mobius. Like I thought for sure we were going to see Mobius on a jet ski at the end of the of season one, but Hey, maybe we'll see that in season two. It's something that like, it's, it's, I think we got this, um, I'm more curious to see, like, there's this secret about the TVA, like, where do they get their agents from? Like, they they basically, they basically, I mean, it sounds like they forced them to do it. They wipe their minds and, and things like that. And so I'm curious to see about the inner workings of the TVA and especially how it's going to play into future MCU projects, possibly Deadpool 3, like, just because, like, we we might learn stuff about the TVA that can that can give us hints towards things that could happen in the MCU going forward. And obviously we're gonna learn more about Kang in this show, whether people like it or not. And I'm wondering, is Kang not that involved, or are they shying away from including him in the trailer because of the controversies? Like it's very interesting to see, but I overall I thought it was a fun, cool looking trailer, but like I I'm already I'm already gonna watch the show, but did it elevate my excitement? Not necessarily, no. Now, how much of that has to do with your feelings about either Secret Invasion or the MCU overall, the current state? I'm curious. Cause I think you and I are kind of on the same page. Like I'm looking forward to seeing Loki. I'm not gonna not watch it, but again like for me excitement like i i don't think i can use that word for the time being like don't get me wrong deadpool 3 hugh jackman and ryan reynolds and everything i've been hearing about you know that project most I'm anticipated excited. movie of all time i'm excited about that but loki season two and what it's supposed to do like i'm curious like did, did your Feelings on Secret Invasion. I mean, maybe you want to say that for when we get to Secret Invasion, or like I, I actually don't even know how you feel about it. So, yeah, no, honestly, Secret Invasion has nothing, no impact on my excitement for this show. Like I, because I've seen 
and MCU show be amazing. And the next one I didn't really like. And then the next one's, oh my God, I love that one. And the next one I didn't like. So I don't think that like they have different people, even though Kevin Feige like oversees it all. He doesn't oversee it all. Like he used to oversee phase one, phase two, phase three, where he was hands-on directly making every single decision on all the projects. And like, he, there's a lot going on in this. Even, even him himself has said that he's not as hands-on on every project as he used to be. So it's like, you have a lot of different people working on these shows. And so like, just because, I mean, I'm not saying how I feel about secret invasion yet, but I'm saying like, I actually like secret invasion and we'll get into it pretty soon here. But, um, but as far as like, oh, if I was disappointed in Secret Invasion, does that mean I'm going to be disappointed in this show? No. The thing that makes me worried about this show is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I, because that is the most previous thing we've seen Kang in. And I liked Kang in that movie, but it's like, it did not increase. Like, I was very disappointed with that movie. I love the Ant-Man character in the Ant-Man franchise, but that movie like really was very disappointing to me. And so like, and that was supposed to be a huge heavy hitter in this Kang storyline. Right. And so is Loki season two. And now it's like, I don't really like where the Kang storyline is going. And I haven't really said this yet, but the more and more I saw it and the more and more that I thought about it, the post credit scene with all the Kings didn't really work for me. It was kind of silly to me. It felt more jokey than intimidating. Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror in the movie was really good. The, he, the character was good. Like that single character, the Conqueror in the Quantum Realm. But where they're going with this Kang Dynasty saga worried about that after Quantumania and also worried about it in Loki season two. Brian, I want to ask you like, has, um, has your, like, as far as the King dynasty goes and all that, like, are you, regardless of Jonathan majors, just the character of King in the MCU, like, do, are you excited about it more or are you, are you a little worried? I mean, it's hard to get excited about it knowing that it's just kind of like, I mean, yeah, his personal life is bleeding into this a little bit. So it's kind of hard to, like, not think about that. If I didn't have that at all, because, like, I'm sitting here, I don't want to get attached to this guy playing this character and then switch to someone else. Like, so I think so that's kind of a little bit what I'm having trouble with. Um, I mean, I loved everything about him when so far that we've met him um so i just don't my problem is i just don't want to get attached to this character and how he plays him because i because i'm sure if someone else came in came in and played him he's going to be a little bit different in some capacity like not every actor is, plays roles the same way and i'm sure that a new person would change theirs up a little bit so am I excited for Kang as just it being Kang? Absolutely. He's a, he's a huge deal. So um, I, I'm just curious to what extent we are going to see him and what things are going to come from it. Cause I, I don't know. I'm interested. I'm curious to see how it plays out as far as him in this show. And if this is like going to start to be the real push towards his character being in stuff. Cause it doesn't look like he's going to be in the Marvels. Um, I'm trying to think what comes after. Oh, Echo comes after that. So he ain't going to be an Echo. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just a little bit curious, like, 
what he's going to be doing moving forward from this. I almost kind of wish they just, I kind of don't like that we're playing like involves Kang, doesn't involve Kang, involves Kang, doesn't involve Kang. Like I kind of want, I would almost rather them just go, okay, these are all the stories we have that aren't Kang related and then start dropping Kang heavily. Cause it's like, I mean, we put this Thanos level threat in front of our faces, but at the same time, we're like kind of not using him. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm that's, I'm just kind of like, are we going to start getting into his character or are we not going to start getting into his character? Like set up the stuff you need to set up before you get to Kang and then just go full blown. Whereas we're, it's like, it's almost feels like we're, we get Kang and then we get like anywhere from two to four projects in between where we get no mention of him. And then you get Kang again. And then it's another couple of things before. So, and, and to what Andy said, cause it's a fair point where he, he said, uh, we saw Thanos in like two movies before Infinity War. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree, but there's, they've made it so clear that there are thousands of him around in this, the multiverse is collapsing. Like his presence should be felt in almost everything. If they're making it multiversal where it's like, he, it should be almost annoying the amount of times he shows up in my opinion, just um, where, if we're Especially going, if there's so many of them. Like, yeah, why aren't they all around the MCU, school. like, taking out fools or something, you know? Yeah. So, and I get it. We're still in phase four. So five. Are we in five? Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the middle stage. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I'm still excited about the MCU. Give me the X-Men, baby, and the Fantastic oh, Four. Brother, buddy, that, that, is, that is way down the line. Yeah, actually, I know, but... You're not going to get actually, true I mean, The thing is, Deadpool 3 was supposed to come out this year. I'm not saying an X-Men movie. I'm saying X-Men characters, like, period. Yeah, but even that is because of the strike. Like, there's a reason why yeah, movies are, are, are moving out, right? Like, it's beyond the Spider-Verse probably 2025 craven got pushed a full year like i are any of you worried about the marvels because what is marvel um, you mean marvel being have, getting pushed yeah because yeah, what does what does marvel have right now that is ready to be released the rest year? of the year consists of loki the marvels and echo right and echo and they've so, already said they're dropping all at one time and so when we go to mm. next year, you got Brave New World, which did wrap its production. Now they can't do reshoots right now. Thunderbolts, which did they finish? They didn't right? finish. They didn't, they didn't finish it. Blade did. Is Mahershala Blade is not even there? anywhere near. I think they haven't even started Blade. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like so there's a poss- there's a real possibility the Marvels moves just because. Marvel or Disney, you know, Bob Iger, there's like, we need something to put for next year. If this goes on. I, I tend to think that they're not going to push it in the sense of like, I could see Bob Iger being like, I mean, clearly they're not thinking about the writers that much where they're just like, just drop it. We're going to make money from it either way. Are they? I mean, would Marvel fans be upset if it, like, how upset would they be if it did Quantum Mania numbers, where it made money but it underperformed? Like, you feel bad for the cast and crew, right? Even though they got paid, but still, it's like a box. I don't know. I think it's a vicious. I think it's a vicious game right now with the strike. It could lead to. Things, I mean, things are already getting pushed, clearly. Uh, Dune's already been pushed. So, like, 
Guardians 3 made $844 million. Like, do you guys just think that one's an exception? Like, it was going to be successful no matter what? I think that was going to be successful. Yeah, I think that one's pretty successful. I mean, the first Captain Marvel did a billion. I know. That's the thing. So, if we're building off successes, why wouldn't that one succeed? But see, because a lot of people, that's a whole yeah. different time. Yeah. That, that, that's, that was pre-pandemic. and Pre-pandemic, I mean, we saw, yeah. We saw movies. I mean, just look at this summer. This summer has been just, other than Barbenheimer... What else? Oh, so why did Guardians three succeed in this time? Because it's James Gunn making, and he's got a tr good track record. Yeah, and people and, love Guardians, too. and that yeah. franchise too has come a long way. And yeah, it, I mean, it's a coin toss. Uh, I think. No, I agree. Iger's probably going to do what he wants to do. So yeah. So for Loki season two trailer, I like this comment that John Boo said. Uh, they said it feels like we we are still explaining the multiverse instead of dealing with it, and I don't think Loki season two is going to be allowed to push much forward. So I like that comment because how many projects have we've seen like setting up the multiverse, explaining what it is, and it's like okay, let's finally do something about it, and it just feels like Loki season two is going to be another explaining it type of thing think as audience members who are still invested we have enough info like let's just let's go like let's let's actually take actionable steps on it i'm talking about the characters in the mcu right like let's try to do something about it but no but that's going to do it for our loki season two talk um i think we're all still like relatively looking forward to it as much as we were before but this trailer didn't necessarily get us super hyped up they're doing some cool things in there i just hope like a lot of these projects, even Thor Ragnarok, a movie that I love, they depowered Loki. Loki is so powerful, and I know the TVA can, like, restrict him a lot, but, like, do not, like, put handcuffs on Loki. And I mean that in a way, like, limit his powers just for story convenience. Please don't do that. Well, it seems but other like than he's that, using yeah. his magic more than No, I know. Has. That's the one thing I got excited about is at the end, like, you are the... the god of mischief right and he says always and forever or something like that i'm like that's what we need to see because loki can be one of the most powerful beings in the mcu if like they actually utilize him how he's supposed to be used in my opinion but yeah. you know that's going to do it for our loki season two trailer talk uh let us know what you guys thought about the trailer in the comments so let's move on to another mcu topic and that is and we're going to spend about 30 minutes on this um so that is Secret Invasion. Uh, the show wrapped up on Disney Plus, I believe, last week was the was the finale. Um, a, a week from, oh, it was last Wednesday, right? This past Wednesday was the finale. Yep. Nick Fury led show taking place in the MCU, adapted from the comic book storyline. I'm sure they took a lot of liberties with that storyline. I never read it. I'm sure Brian is familiar with it, at least if you haven't read it. But Secret Invasion, we've all watched it. Um, and again, we're talking spoilers here. So if you haven't watched the show and you care about spoilers, um, you might not want to watch this episode. But if you don't care, then go ahead and stick around. Um, let's get some general thoughts first, and then we'll just get in depth on some of these things because I think there's a lot of cool stuff that happened and then a lot of questionable things that happened. But, Gio, I'll go to you first, man. Um, maybe you hinted earlier your thoughts, but what, are, what is your overall impression of Secret Invasion Season 1? Uh it got off to a strong start and then kind of slowly declined and then it stood idle and then it declined and then that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know, like like you said, Jacob, I I, I didn't read the Secret Invasion uh, storyline. I, I know enough about it, but it was also my preconceived notion comes from hearing marvel fans and comic book readers talk so much about it oh my god secret invasion they're gonna do it this is gonna change the mcu and we could get it had a lot it. of hype uh, i was uh messaging brian the other night about like how it could definitely change the mcu and set up a very exciting storyline later on that we're all looking forward to but where this show is at its best is the dialogue between actors and them just performance like back and forth you know it, at times it feels like you're watching 
something that's directed by Tarantino, not so much the the action and gore of it or the music, but just the dialogue. You know, I think about Tarantino, I think about Sorkin, you know, and I'm not saying the writing's on that level. I mean, I would have to go back and re-examine it, but like, you know, the conversation between, you know, Maria Hill early and Fury and then uh uh Rhodey and uh Fury and just, you know, those scenes right there even though like not much was happening or things weren't progressing to the, at the rate or at the scale we wanted to, it was those interactions that, that for me kind of saved this uh, series right there. Everyone gave it their all no more than no one more than Samuel Jackson as Fury. Um, but I mean, that's, that's about all I can really, really say about it as far as giving my, you know, impressions. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just say, like, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, there's a few questionable things that happened. Like, I mean, I'm like, I'm okay with character deaths, but there's a few character deaths that I'm not happy about. Maybe that's just personal preference because I, I like those actors and those characters. But, hey, it's the multiverse, so we'll, we can see them again. Uh, but, yeah, I... I liked it, didn't love it, but there are some elements of this show that I really, really loved. And Gio, a lot of them were those quiet conversations in a hallway, in a, in, in just in a home, in, behind the closed doors. Like a lot of those conversations uh, really kept the show moving for me and kept it strong. So I enjoyed it for what it was, but like I wasn't dying to see the next episode every week. Um, but I thought it was solid. Um, Brian, what about you, man? What are your overall thoughts on it? Um, for me, episode one through four, loved. Thought they were great. One and two specifically, the longer episodes, fantastic. Loved them. Thought it was. I thought, holy crap, this has potential to be the best MCU show. Three and four. I thought we're right underneath one and two. Five is where the cracks started to form. And six, we fell face first through the cracks, in my opinion. Um, I, for me being a comic book reader, I, I knew I wasn't going to get the secret invasion comic. And I was fine with that. I didn't care. It would have been, if they wanted to do that story, that would have needed to be an Avengers movie. Like an Infinity War and Endgame? Like yes. part one and part two? Yeah. It, if they wanted to truly do that story, like as close to chest as they could, it would have had to have been at least an Avengers movie. Like, there's no way you can do that story without it just... I mean, to me, I would... The level of importance of that would be a whole... Its own, uh, like, phase or saga. Like, it, it, it would have to be that big. Which I think it actually could have had the potential. Like, it would have been kind of dope to just, like, this whole... Like, do a whole phase through Secret Invasion. So I knew this show was not going to be, I, I mean, I pretty much assumed that the only similarity was going to be scrolls want to take over Earth. Like that, the, that's pretty much the only thing they could really truly use and or follow. It's just the concept. That's it, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. It. I mean, it's it's if it's like civil war, except all you don't know who of these characters are scrolls. So it's it's not. It's it was never going to be like that. Um, but I freaking was so hooked episode one and two oh my god like the cliffhangers they were leaving you on the like the stress it was putting you under 
things were just going and going and going. But man, did five and six just trip and eat face, in my opinion. Yeah, like four going into five and five going into six. I was like, what? Like, that's it? Like, okay, yeah. I guess I'll wait a week. And then it was it, like, oh. <laughs> it just felt like it's like, all right, we put our, our time and sweat into episode one and two. Three and four, we got a little bit rushed. And five and six just seemed like, okay, we got to get as much as uh, as much as we can done as soon as possible. Like, I, I was just like, when it was done, I was like, that's really how they're choosing to end this. Like, it, it was mind-blowing. It's almost like they ran out, ran out of money when you, and it's bizarre to think about when it has, what, a $210 million budget for this? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's, like, it's insane like i mean secret invasion the name alone would put eyes in for this like it is a it is probably up there top 10 top well definitely top 10 maybe even top five comic book events for marvel so yeah. like the name alone is a big deal. So for them to fumble it so hard in the end is mind blowing. We now have a character that has every single yeah. power so in, in the world. There we go. I was going to bring that up. Like, okay, so I'm, like I said, I'm not familiar with Secret Invasion. I'm not familiar that with is the not a thing. in the comics, but like, what about the Super Scroll? Like, doesn't he take like a Fantastic Four's power at one point, and he has no, all four the of their Super powers? Scroll, all the Super Scroll is is a, a scroll with the Fantastic Four's powers. So essentially, what Gravik was before the serum. Wow. So, they, so yeah. they said at the the Battle of Earth, what it, which it's called now, right? They and that's the End Game battle, the Battle of yeah. Earth. So every character there spilled blood so they got dna from every character and she some characters has who weren't even there yeah don't like, get me started on that so i want to ask about that brian but real quick but i was thinking like so i'm watching this right and she does the hulk arm she does all the all the stuff mantis powers like okay drax so you have characters in the mcu who are overpowered, right? Wanda, if she's still around. Uh, she doesn't have Wanda's powers. Okay, that's fair. Does she have Captain Marvel's powers? Yes. Okay, so Captain Marvel herself is overpowered. But the thing is, let's say like Gaia, right? She has Captain Marvel's powers. Is she, is When she uses Captain Marvel's powers, is she as powerful as Captain Marvel? When she uses Hulk's powers, is she as powerful as the Hulk? Like, because like if that's the case, if she has the full capacity of all those characters' powers that that she got, who's gonna stop her? Like, you just introduce a character that's unbeatable. She even has Thanos' blood. You introduce a character who's unbeatable. Yeah, like, I'd, I I I imagine I imagine her powers are like how Thanos uses the Infinity Stones. Like, she can activate anyone at any time. And but like she like, can't use all of them at once or something, but who knows? I think Thanos knows? is just his is just gonna be super it would be like super tough skin and super oh, yeah, like because yeah. you can't give her it, the it would power be that big ass blade that is nearly yeah, indestructible. You, you can't give her the infinity gauntlet powers because those oh, are no 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 yeah those are no, quiet sure. things, but so, like just Thanos's DNA, she could like turn into his whatever his species yeah, was she can right? go with balls his, on her yeah. isn't he like deformed in his species or something yeah he's a yeah. deviant yeah. yeah yeah so like that was crazy like look don't get me wrong it's cool seeing amelia clark fly around and use the powers like it, it looks cool but like i'm curious like you know what it did to me it, it rubbed me the wrong way because it took away the specialness of each char individual character who can do those things. Like Mantis, I love Mantis's power abilities, but it's like, okay, now this character can do that and all this other stuff. It took away the specialness of 
each of those characters that she's using their powers and i i would have been absolutely fine if they would have stopped at the four so groot uh extremist frosties uh yeah and uh i think it's coal obsidians either way either way you're a typical the fantastic four powers i think it would have been fantastic no literally i would have thought think it would have been great i would have been absolutely fine with her having those four because that is essentially a super scroll that that is that is the super scroll jacob you're on mute oh sorry four powers is more than enough like yeah that's no that's insane and that's i mean and that is the super scroll it's he's literally each arm and leg is a different uh fantastic four power which they literally use the exact same different characters but those are the same four that they has yeah the group, the group stretch was mr fantastic like it's it, so on and so forth um yeah, so Brian, let me ask because I yeah. was some of the stuff powers that she used. I was like, "Who's that? Who's that?" Like, I, I was trying to keep track. Like, did they used powers of characters who weren't there? Yeah, Ghost. Ah, interesting. She wasn't there. Like, unless she was, was, and they never showed her. But now are they going to start saying that there were characters at the end game battle that they? Oh, we didn't just show. We didn't show them on screen. So all of a sudden, they're going to be like. Oh, Daredevil was there, but we just didn't show him on screen. Well, I mean, they they did get away with it with the uh, Avengers Endgame when they showed the Ancient One fighting on the rooftop of the Battle of New York. So that's like, a great yeah, point. Yeah, that's but what point. the hell? Why? What is no, Ghost no. But there? I I get what you mean. Like I said, yeah. they, they got away with it once, but because I, I was one of those people at first that went. Why the hell does she have Ant Man's powers at first? Because it was like uh, it looked like she shrunk down and came back. Because Ant Man doesn't have powers; it's his suit. And then it was like, oh, oh duh, she wouldn't yeah. get his powers. It's exactly suit. that's like having Iron Man powers. Like what? Ex like, yes, no. exactly. So then I was like, oh, it's Ghost's powers. And but then I was like, why, why is Ghost there? And I mean. They could have easily fixed this by saying, like, he's been collecting samples the whole entire time. But no, he basically flat out said, like, at the Battle of Earth, it, I clean, took the samples after the battle. So it's like, yeah, okay, which so Marvel's going to have to find a way, which they've done in the past, to, like, either retcon it or make it fit like we all remember the the whole mandarin thing and then the 10 rings and it's like no here's the real mandarin like you know years later yeah. and i could see them doing the same yeah so thing. they kind of retcon stuff in a way yeah i could see them doing the same thing with uh you know how a lot of phase four was seeing the battle of new york through different people's perspectives like now they're going to do the same thing for the battle of earth like next time we see ghost and thunderbolts um is she still in thunderbolts actually Who? i'm not sure ghost yeah. ghost yeah she is okay i was thinking that we'll see a flashback of her at the end game battle or something yeah something yeah. like that like there's several things they can do about it but i mean regardless a lot hey, of criticism to be fair you could be like her name is ghost why would you see her like this they'll do something like that like because she can you know face through stuff and be invisible i forget her exact powers but yeah i uh, Visually I, speaking, it's it, it was a very messy ending. So yeah, it was very sloppy. Um, I heard one thing that has stuck with me, and I am starting to really wish happened. So someone suggested um, that Marvel should have not used. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character and put instead Olivia Coleman's character in charge of the Thunderbolts. I'm telling and you, her, yeah. If she no, was. So I was going to say, let's, we've been kind of negative. Let's talk about some positives before we wrap out the show. She was incredible. 
Olivia five. Coleman's character was my favorite part of the whole entire show. She was deviously evil, but awesome at the same time. She had ice she running through her veins. Yes. And I, I know, like, obviously, there are things that it wouldn't work in the sense of, like, she is British and Julia Louis-Dreyfus' characters in the CIA and so on and so forth. But I just can't stop thinking about how great her character would be in charge of a group of people like the Thunderbolts. It's just... Yeah, that, it, that, that, that's a great idea. And I'm not saying it just... I'm not saying it because of Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, as playing the character. No, it's I'm different. Saying, yeah. yeah. I'm saying just in general how Olivia Coleman played that character. She would be a fantastic leader of this misfit mishmash group that's the Thunderbolts. And God, I, I almost wish someone would have never said that and it never came across my screen because I'm going to only think about that from now on. Yeah. And it's not because in my head canon, she's pretty much done. Like, say, I mean, I, I and I saw some, I saw that, um, uh, Gaia getting the powers was Kevin Feige's idea. So once I saw that, I was like, okay, well, he has to have some reason for that. He has a plan. Yeah. Cause yeah. if that's the case, there you, you're first off, you're not going to sideline Amelia Clark for six episodes and then that's it. Olivia Coleman. I, I would hope you wouldn't, but it's more understandable than Amelia Clark. But I just don't, at this moment, I don't see how you use those two because to me, they're going to be, they're tied to each other for, for at least for right now. Because she, yeah. she at the end was saying, I have uses for you. You have uses for me. We are going to work together. Yeah. I mean, I think when we see one, we'll see the other. At least yeah. the next time we see them, and and yeah, I it's interesting. Look, they inter they gave Gaia those powers. She's here, so we're, like the thing is, there's a lot of big threats coming in the MCU, right? That like some characters have no business being a part of. Like, there's only so much Spider-Man can do against certain adversaries, right? So like, you need some powerful hitters on the hero side because we're gonna get some pretty unbeatable villains that exist now that are coming up so it's okay but the thing to me it's like let's say there's a battle in you know uh we get a what are we getting we're getting king dynasty and then what's the other avengers movie secret wars secret wars, secret wars right so let's say there's a battle right and like let's just say hulk's there right and hulk's doing his thing and then you have gaia as hulk doing her thing or then you have mantis there fighting and guy is also using the mantis powers to me it belittles the original character who has the powers in a way it's like you have someone who can do it all so to me that's the only thing that bothers me about it but like i'm i am a fan of amelia clark i'm looking forward to see what she can do in the mcu going forward um what did you guys think about uh don Cheadle playing roadie but not roadie like how did that work for you guys you called it I said that I called the two people. I said Rhodey and Angel, yeah. and I was nailed it from at the start. Yeah, um, definitely. I think I'm. I mean, I'm pretty convinced that. I mean, from what it looks like, he's been this way since Civil War, which is gonna piss a lot of people off. However, there is a way that they can say salvage this from post Endgame. It would be pretty freaking wild 
if he has been this way since Civil War. Like that's, that's yeah, that would that be crazy. Is, that is a long time. A long freaking time. That so that's I don't know. No, I think it happened sometime after Endgame because I do too. It wasn't the same. Rhodey's cheerful, like making jokes, smiling. He was not like that at all in this show. So I think it happened after Endgame, honestly. I do. I, I wish I would have written down what someone, I read someone's, yeah. someone's thing that was, did like a um, pros and cons of, of Endgame, post Endgame versus Civil War. Yeah. And the the end game when it, it it made sense the I I but it just my whole thing like every time I think about everything post Civil War I go back to he was in the cat scans suit in the MRI suit uh, yeah. yeah so uh huh. To me, unfortunately. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And he was not walking. So he, when he got knocked out of the air and landed on the ground, he would have turned back to a scroll. Like they, they can't maintain the being transformed while they're injured and stuff. Like it's like, you know, that's like lifting up a weight, right? If someone punches you, stabs you in the side, you're going to drop the weight. Like they can't maintain their camouflage when they're injured or something like maybe they can i don't know but that's what it kind of seemed like in this but um but no i mean i i kind of want to go around and and get like our our final thoughts some important things we want to bring up and and like get your overall thoughts on, on the show now that we kind of talked about it but for me the only thing is like i'm okay with character deaths like we need character deaths in order for stakes but they killed two characters in this show that i really didn't want to see die and one is maria hill because Maria Hill, I'm a fan of Kobe Smulders, and I thought she was going to have such a bigger role in the MCU. I was okay with her having small roles because I thought, okay, one day she's going to have a bigger role. Like, I know S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't really exist anymore or whatever, but, like, somewhere to the level of being director of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, she becomes in the comics and the cartoons and stuff. That disappointed me. Also, obviously, Ben Mendelsohn, like, Talos. People, I don't know if like Kevin Feige understands how much people love that character. Be and maybe Ben Mendelsohn, maybe it's a Ben Mendelsohn thing. Maybe he said, look, I'll sign on for Secret Invasion, but I don't want to be in the MCU for the next 10 years. Like, just let's let's make it a swan song for Talos. So that was, those were, those two deaths were disappointing to me. But overall, like, I thought the series was all right. Definitely had some highlights. It was kind of a Nick Fury centric show, which I enjoy Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. So that was cool, but nothing like it's uh, it might be a forgettable series for me, to be honest. So to people that are, so Gordon asked, uh, I hope they flashback to, oh, to they have switching to. in armor wars. I'm a, I armor wars is going to answer roadie's story. Obviously, it's going mm -hmm. to be his. It's literally going to be. I think his. they'll piece by piece, depending on the project, slowly reveal yes. these things. Um, so I think that's what that's why I'm kind of not jumping so quickly on things with him because I feel like there's still kind of a little bit of room to play. Um, honestly, uh, the the only thing, oops, the only thing that really bothered me was the way they ended with Gaia's just getting all of the powers and just like, it's just like, what? It was like, it was too of an important thing to happen too fast at the end of a show just to end. Yeah. I truly wish, I think that there's so many different ways they could have gone about this too. I think you could have had Gra uh, Gravik be the Super Scroll, he could have even escaped and 
been an antagonist some other way at some point. I think Amelia Clark should have, I, I think what would have been interesting would have been you kill Gaia and, but, but her, her human character gets found in that basement ah, and that human character be someone important a la the yeah. Abigail brand that everyone thought she was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah, give that's... that character importance instead of throwing her just, here's everyone's superpowers. That would have been a cool way to keep her around. Yeah. yeah. So you just take out, take out, I mean, unfortunately, you just take out Talos' whole family, him, the wife, and Gaia, and then you go after these other things. I don't know. I, again, I'm hoping there's a reason for these things. I, I Unfortunately, I have gotten to the place where I'm a little bit questioning Feige a little bit because again like you said he's not he's not in charge of everything and the the castle isn't as perfect as it used to be um some walls are chipping a little bit so but the thing is it's like we saw what happened when he's able to be hand on everything and it they're all it's like a masterpiece of a universe but the thing is when you try to when you try to take on too much and you add all these different elements, that's impossible for one person to like have strict control over, then you start to see the cracks. And so it's funny because I don't think anyone can maintain that level of, you know, quality. It's funny because Bob Iger did come out and say that Disney plus Marvel shows kind of like not ruined the MCU, but like kind of, he didn't like how like much watered it down a little bit, yeah, how way, much yeah. was coming out and how fast and everything. So it's you okay, could see I mean, it. You could see that's, it. Yeah. That's it's kind I'm of what I'm saying about the MCU. Like, I, I think there's, I think there's going to be fresh blood in the MCU. Come, that's going I will to say, revitalize it. Yeah. I will say this. This makes me nervous for Daredevil being 18 episodes. I hope that shows the exception. I hope that that shows the exception. I it it scares me because I'm like those episodes can't be more than a half hour. There's no way that they have 45 minute episodes, 18 of them. There's no way. So to they're me they're going to be like 20 26 minutes. Yeah, like 22 so, minutes. Like I don't know, but yeah. Um, oh, the last thing I want to before we finish, John Booth, thank you for reminding me by bringing that up. But at the end of this, I think. Um, oh no! Did you delete it? Where'd it go? The where did it go? Oh, anyways, I think it. Was, Which one? Which one are you looking uh, for? The one about the president. Oh, what do you think about the president's? Oh, there it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was intense. Honestly, by the end of it, it felt like that was the thing that was the, set up the most. Like that, yeah. the whole show was to just literally do that. That honestly felt like what, by the end of it, the whole entire show was literally meant for that exact spot of now people fearing anyone being a scroll because i mean we saw at the end people were just gunning people down that they thought were scrolls and sometimes they were and sometimes they were just people that just got murdered like that woman at the very end um giving oh that speech. was that was rough like people getting killed that aren't scrolls yeah, yeah. Like, so i think rough. that Honestly, by the end of it, like I was like, okay, so that's really the purpose of what almost this whole entire thing. Because the scrolls are just kind of all over the place. We didn't put them, get them all together. We didn't go back to the camp. We didn't. Gravik's dead. So it's like, what is what is the only thing? Oh, just to introduce us. 
super powerful character. <laughs> yeah. And plus, like Andy said, in a way, we already know Harrison Ford's gonna be the is gonna be president mm -hmm. soon. So I was shocked that he the guy made it out of this. Movie. Yeah, I was thinking that that character would die for sure because so they can set up the new president, but we'll see. Yeah. So Gio, let me ask you, man, any anything important we missed that you want to talk about or any closing thoughts on the show? No, I mean you guys pretty much uh touched on it. Um yeah, just forgettable and it does set up Rhodey for armor wars and um I mean yeah, that's that's about it I like 10 minutes ago 10 minutes ago I had a lot more to say but now I'm just like Ugh, this universe think, is in trouble yeah. I think we hit most of it yeah no definitely but so. all right well Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Then that's going to do it for this episode of Apocalypse Now um, for our Loki season two trailer discussion and our secret invasion spoiler discussion. Thank you, everybody in the chat uh, watching. And thank you for all the viewers. Even if you didn't comment, we really appreciate you. We could not do this without you guys. And thank you so much again. Um, I am Jacob. That is Geo. That is Brian. You can find all of our information uh, down in the description below. And don't forget to come back to Apocaflix um, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Apocaflix Now. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time.